All right, Priya, tell me a story. I'd love to tell you a story, Zane. Um, I think back to one of my favorite stories in my lifetime. And it was when I was 25 years old and decided to do the backpacking tour through Europe by myself for nine weeks. Uh, ended up visiting 13 countries in those nine weeks and, and making lots of relationships and taking a lot of risks. There were a lot of stories from that time that stand out. But the one that really comes to mind when you say, tell me a story, is about my adventure through all of the places I read about in Ernest Hemingway's The Sun Also Rises, also called Fiesta. And I'm not somebody who would have picked up a Hemingway novel, but I think I was in Italy at the time and looking for something to read on my train trips. Here was this one lone English book, <laughs> one English novel out of all of the, the, the various language novels sitting in this bookstore that I'd walked into. And I thought, okay, I'll pick it up and read it. It started a bit of an adventure. It was great like amazing writing Hemingway is really magical the way he describes things but I felt like I was on this adventure with him as I um, followed the story and I finished reading the novel between Italy and Nice France and then decided well I have to go to Barcelona at least let me see one place along that way and I met a group of Americans on the train who were on their way there as well. And one of them, um, a Californian, said, I'm going to Pamplona for the running of the bulls. And here I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm actually going to see more places <laughs> that have met, been mentioned in this novel. And I thought, you know, let's, my plans were completely different. I was planning to take the safe route uh, as a female traveling by herself. <laughs> you had all these rules and, and uh, I took all kinds of courses about what was that safety going to look like, security going to look like. And uh, the, uh, they said very clearly, stick to the main countries. If you're by yourself, don't go to Italy, don't go to Spain, stay away from certain places that you might be at more risk. And I think by that point, I'd thrown caution to the wind and just said, I'm here, I'm going to experience things. And I met, and I also learned to trust my instincts. And, and I thought, you know what, this is a, maybe a once in a lifetime opportunity. They happened to be there. I think it was July 5th and San Fermin, which is when the running of the bulls starts, is July 7th. And I thought, this is a sign. I, I'm going to go and see the running of the bulls. My job was this gentleman was going to run with the bulls and he wanted somebody to take a picture with his camera. And that's what I was assigned to do. I'm not a camera, I'm not somebody who takes photographs. I, he showed me how to use his camera and, and then we went on this adventure. We, we went to Barcelona, saw museums, enjoyed the beach and then went to Pamplona, which was an experience. And, and you know, I'm, there are going to be, be people who talk about the running of the bulls and talk about the cruelty from an animal perspective. And probably in retrospect now, I'm, I'd maybe question whether I'd 
go. But at that time, it was experiencing that cultural experience that had also been talked about in the book. And I thought, you know, I'm here, I'm going to go experience it. And it was really a town that had come to life. I, and I imagine it still does today. You know, uh, bullfighting has been part of their history. Again, you know, the do would I run with the bulls? No, I wasn't allowed. I don't know if I'm still allowed because only men run with the bulls. And at the time I was just like, okay, let me go out there and, and be part of that experience. And it was really something. It's something, you know, you know, I've written a book on uh, inclusivity. I think it's interesting sometimes to to observe and look at things with curiosity versus judgment. I think at the time, and probably today, it is such a part of the culture of the community. And I'd say the the jury is still out. How much do you do you get rid of the culture, and what does that mean? I don't know enough enough about that to talk about that, but it was really something to see that town come together, you know, from children to adults going through that experience. It was kind of funny seeing the Americans and the tourists who were part of that crowd. So I probably did, I did feel that as when I was there, I was an observer in someone else's story, if you will. And just appreciated the opportunity to be there, to see it, to, to watch the experience in action. I think that it was really interesting after we finished in Pamplona, one of the girls and I decided to go to another location, which is San Sebastian, which has this beautiful half moon bay and had our little time in San Sebastian experiencing that culture experiencing the food, experiencing the language, um, being able to get by a little bit because French is a romantic language. And as Canadians, we do, I do have some relatively basic French. I mean, I think I took it for, you know, 15 years and was able to at least navigate my way through shortly after that headed to Paris and met a girlfriend. And at that place, we decided again, she, and she's an English major. She was so excited that I had read Hemingway, because probably it wasn't something that I, I would have read before, that she decided that with me, we both go to all the locations in Paris that were, ref- were referenced in the book as well, and made our way through all the cafes and, uh, and locations uh, talked about in the book. And it was really kind of neat, because I, I don't know about you, the one thing that I love about reading especially when it's storytelling, right? Whether it's real story, like, you know, personal storytelling that's based on fact or it's based on fiction, it's a bit of an escape, right? It, it helps you experience things that you may never experience in your lifetime, um, in your real life. And so, so that imagination is turned on and, and that, uh, Maybe a little bit of dreaming is turned on and, and maybe it's manifestation as well that, that maybe as you read, you imagine that 
that maybe there's an opportunity to experience that thing in real life and when it's the, the right thing or never experience it and just be happy to experience it through somebody else, somebody else's perspective. And, and that's what I've always appreciated about books, being able to understand and feel and experience in a way that's really magical. And, and it's always, I don't know about you, Zane, but what I really like about traveling is to then put a real place to that thing I heard about, read about, saw. And then you have a Absolutely, connection yeah. to it right uh later on so it was i think that's why it uh, it was kind of a neat experience that for me it was the book coming to life in some ways and being part of the story i i have to know because i think you know your trip is one of those those dream trips that that's one of those you know 25 years old backpacking across that's the stuff of books and stories and movies and, and things like that so I'm very curious how at that age coming out of that experience how did that how has that kind of changed you going forward I think that it created a lot of confidence I really really learned how to trust my instincts I learned how to take risks that I thought were thoughtful and safe. Risks, but risks nonetheless, and came out of them. But I really still, again, trusted the instincts, and that's taken me through life. And when we talk about, I guess, the risks, is realizing that there are things that you can do that you never thought you could. Places that you could see. I think it's like keep dreaming. (laughs) Keep imagining do you have a goal? You can make it happen. The big deal for me with that trip was doing it on my own. It wasn't the intention. Like so many, I had imagined I had a group. My sister and my best friend were supposed to come along with me, and they both slowly backed out for other commitments. And I had to ask myself, do I cancel this dream or do I just go anyway? And I think that was that was a big step, even deciding to go anywhere. Yeah, that's huge in itself. Everyone you're going with kind of slowly backing out. It's been so easy just to say, well, maybe we'll get around to it next time. And you just, you never know if there's going to be a next time. Exactly. And and I think that, uh, I guess that's what, what's taken me through life as well. I, and the one thing you I didn't mention is... The reason this trip was such a big deal was because my mother had passed away a few years earlier and there was that there was money from what she'd left me that allowed me to take this dream trip. And it was, and I think there was this appreciation that life is short, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to experience things while you can. She was 52. I just turned 56 so yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so so just, uh, you know, I think it's something to, and I feel like I've always said, you don't know how much time you've got left. You need to meet people. You need to do what you want that you've always dreamed of doing and, and not let the things stand in your way. And especially yourself. I think that's the biggest thing, isn't it? That sometimes mm-hmm. what's standing in your way is your own fears and your own concerns 
and I think that uh, that kind of getting over your own barriers yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's the hardest part, right? So, so I think that was uh, that was a uh, uh, really important. And as soon as I finished this tr- this trip, I started my uh, program in public relations for a year, and I never looked back. I think yeah. I was a different person when I started that program. I think. I was ready for that new adventure, even from a career perspective. Last question. I have to know, what would your mom have thought of her 25-year-old daughter going off to Europe by herself? I think she would have been devastated. (laughs) 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 I think think she would have been. the, The funny story with my sister and dad, my brother wasn't living at home at the time, is that I can't get to the corner store without getting lost. I am absolutely <laughs> horrible with directions. So I think they just didn't know how I was going to navigate countries and trains and all of these things. <laughs> I think they were more afraid of that. Um, now my my uh, older daughter has now just gone to Australia for her um, semester abroad as part of her uh, university degree. So that's a long way away. And, uh, and I, you know, so I'm sure my mother would have been the same as I am now, which is living vicariously through her, happy for her adventure, but always concerned and always hoping that she's safe and secure. <laughs>